You are listening to The Social Hotelier Show, a podcast that inspires hoteliers to create meaningful and memorable experiences for their customers in pursuit of their passion. We share our views and experiences relating to hospitality, technological trends, and also relating to humanity. Here is your host, Sam Eric Rutman. Hello and welcome back to The Social Hotelier video podcast with me, Sam Eric Rutman. We have some incredible guests, speakers lined up for you, including Jayant Kala, expert on emerging deep technology trends affecting our lives. He will talk about the era of technologists is over. That is a very controversial statement, so I'm looking forward very much to that. So now on with this episode. So I'm very pleased to welcome uh, the CEO, founder of, of Wellbeing Concept Consultancy, we, I think, Celine Vadam, she has more than a decade of expertise in hospitality, in tourism, wellness and spas. She is certified an integrative health coach from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and the co-founder of the Hospitality of the Future Think Tank. And she's a regular keynote speaker around the world in major hospitality and tourism events, addressing well-being and sustainability topics. So welcome, Celine, and thanks for joining us today. Hi, Samaric. Thanks so much for having me today. Well, we have done a few of these uh, shows together in the past, and uh, I'm very always very interested to hear what's new and what's going on in the world of uh, wellness, well-being, and also besides, we are together in the hospitality of the future think tank that gives an opportunity to share uh, best practices and also learn so much. In the, in, and so uh, thank you very much for allowing me to be part of that. Oh, thank you, thank you for thank you for being uh, for being part of it, and uh, it's actually a, a part of Studio Pristo too because Willem is the other co-founder. Willem from Studio Pristo, correct, your, correct, yeah, your colleague. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, just a little bit of a background for the audience who have uh, not fully familiar what uh, we I think is all about. So, could you just give some? Uh, information how how it got started and what's what was your uh, kind of a passion to get uh, started with this consultancy sure so actually the because sometimes people ask me like what is that name so we think stands for like w, uh, the w for wellness the e for environment and the i for innovation and the think is the idea of like we are building your like projects together with our clients so it's not like we're sending you like a pretty report that the clients will read hopefully uh and then like off they go it's really like the idea of building um projects with the clients and uh, my like big idea with we think um is really to to help people in general um, to live like healthier, longer and happier lives. So it started from the hospitality industry first, because it's my background. I've been working as a hospitality development consultant for years. Um, the last, um, job I had was with Four Seasons, uh, working in the development team. And, uh, so the hospitality industry is, uh, I think a very, it's a very good industry to touch a lot of people. Um, you touching the employees, uh, you touching the guests in different situations. So I 
always thought that tourism and hospitality are really like um, good industry to really like um, help people share messages, etc. And I think that often in the hospitality industry, we don't really take that role or like embrace that role and really take it seriously because there's so much power in this really like intimate um, relationship that we can create with guests, like when they come and stay in hotels. It's like a really good opportunity to um, support them or like um, uh, bring them something. And my idea with uh, the project I'm working on is to really make the guests feel better when they leave than when they arrive. And so, um, so I work on projects from the beginning, from the development stage, all the way to uh, operations. And now we are also, because I'm also a certified health coach, so we are also bringing this health aspect to the table and also doing uh, retreats. So I'm putting together retreats and creating and delivering retreats. So like really bring, like putting together the full spectrum of wellness for hotels. Very good. I mean, if I would have asked, if you had, if you would have described to me what you're doing maybe a few years ago, I think, oh, yeah, that's maybe some kind of a niche, niche uh, mm-hmm. uh, service. But no, I think it's not that has spread out, and it's even more important now when after uh, the pandemic and also how people are uh, seeking in the what I call the search of happiness. You know, finding a way how to get get themselves in a better shape in mentally and physically. So I mean, I think you have done a you, you had a very good good insight of what uh, what's in the pulse of people's mind. So it's very nice to, he- to hear what you're doing. Thank you. And I guess it was very niche initially. It was more like towards like something luxurious and like more like luxury luxury hotels were interested in it. But it's great to see that um, all ranges of hotels are interested in in wellness now. And uh, also corporate hotels, not only resort hotels. So yeah, it's great. Good. All right. So thank you for for that uh, insight. And so our topic today is uh, critical questions in hospitality, uh, which is re- referring to a book uh, edited by uh, three doctors, Legrand, Kuokkanen. Uh, sounds Finnish. Uh, and then uh, Jonathan Day from Purdue University. And uh, you contributed with a team from Hospitality of the Future, Future Think Tank, one of the chapters, uh, among others, like return on sustainability investments with the leading question, is sustainability paying off? And uh, I need to mention the the, the the great team who has been part of contributing this. We had Shalana Pereira, Rainier van der Weken, Matthias Innocenti, Hilton Lipkin, Sheila McCann, Eden Höck, and Dai-In Danny Hans. So this is a team that you have worked with now to put these very interesting uh, chapters together as a contribution to, mm-hmm. to this book. And uh, I understand that the book is for uh, many of the hospitality students, but I think more importantly, just reading uh, the topics and the content, it's really for uh, professionals who need to brush up their uh, skills. So... Uh, my question really is that uh, how did you get involved with this book and also having an opportunity to contribute to this very interesting book? Uh, yeah, like uh, that's a good that's a good question. So I I so with the hospitality think tank, we we really want to 
bring more awareness about sustainability and health hotels and uh, not only the healthy hospitality industry in general to uh, implement more sustainability like that's always like a, a struggle like a lot of time people don't know where to start and what to do and uh, and some sometimes like uh, we are sold on the big thing whereas the sometimes there are small things that we can start doing that make um, that can have a big impact too. So the idea, so we launched the think tank two years ago, and we gathered and, and really like by talking to 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 people, um, William and I knew uh, we really managed to create a group of like thirty people, and we started um, divided ourselves to really look into um, the different the different stages or the, like the different areas of the hospitality industry. So design and constructions, operations, um, investment and communities. And, uh, and that's how we started to get involved on the sustainability stage. And through that and through networking, um, I met uh, Willy Legrand and, uh, and uh, he offered to he offered us to do like two chapters on his book, which is actually like, as you said, like it's a book, um, it's an academic book for students. But the great thing about it is that all the, the chapters are written also with professionals. So it's not like a, your usual, let's say, theoretical um, theoretical academic book. It's really full of case studies and uh, practical, uh, practical examples and uh, um, things you can actually implement later in your property. So um, yeah, so that that's why it's. Uh, I think it's an interesting book, not only for students but also for pro professionals. Yeah, I mean the, the one of the topics. Uh, or actually, in that chapter, you talk about. Uh, uh, the triple bottom line drive to drive value if now and in the future. And it's kind of interesting that uh, I looked up that this uh, uh, Jonathan Elkington, he coined the term in 1994 and wrote the book Triple Bottom Line of 21st Century Business. And and then, I mean, we're looking at 28, 29 years later. Uh, how do, what do you believe is the reason why it has not, it has taken this long for the industry to pick up on the idea that uh, we have uh, we have to find a way to uh, pr uh, save the planet we have to protect the people and profit is always the one that is the first one in people's mind what are your thoughts what has been the the evolution to to move to this direction that triple bottom line actually is uh, is feasible now to be talked about and it's also where hotels, all the stakeholders can be accountable for their performance. So one of the one of the part difficulties of the hospitality industry in that regards is the alignment of um, stakeholders time frame and uh, and also interest like when you have you have a developer that comes for a short period of time and then you have and investors that's there like mid to long term. Uh, then you have an operator that's there for longer term. And you have an asset that's there for like a very long period of time. And there's often a misalignment in terms of timeline. So you're gonna have, um, so people are gonna try to 
make the most, let's say, of their own stage, but without necessarily thinking of about the overall um, land for like overall longevity of the asset. So um, that's that's why you're gonna have like a. I'm gonna use like a very like concrete or simple example like um an owner might say like uh, like a developer might say okay we're gonna use uh, this type of flooring uh this type of flooring for the for the rooms for example and uh because it's cheap and that's okay if we need to change it in uh three years because in three years we're gonna be out anyway so the, the future the, the next owner will have to deal with that um so these are like all like little um decisions that bring putting all together um makes it difficult to to really see the the asset in his entire life uh yeah entire life and now like what's um what we are starting to see but again it's it's something like very very slow but it's starting to see like how we can evaluate hotels uh, taking into consideration also the to, taking more into consideration the sustainability aspect of the of the hotel, and especially now with all these legis legislations coming from uh, governments and cities, um, so both at national and local level, um, to have like more sustainable buildings, more sustainable operations, um, taking into account. Okay, so if today I put um, I don't know, like uh, I put uh, like energy system that is consuming a lot. Um, but then like in 10 years, like it will have to be completely replaced because of this new legislation. Um, what's the cost of the replacement of that? And how does that impact the valuation? And how like by actually um, putting like the the more more efficient maybe maybe a bit more expensive but more efficient system in place now will i gain more value in my like exit valuation uh, price so it's um we before so we didn't really have much data uh on like uh, what are the return on investment on the sustain sustainability measures um yeah we were told okay if you put I don't know, like LED lights everywhere. It's gonna cost this, but it's gonna also like um, um, it's gonna save like that much money as well. So really, like having like now we have data to to see that um, we can put together some benchmark to see also like how we compare with other hotels because that's also another issue. It's like okay, my energy consumption is that much, but. I have no idea if it's good or if it's bad or if it's too much or so um, if, like, yeah, really like having some benchmarking and, and KPIs is, is important. And it's something that now we, we can get. So it's not an excuse anymore to say we don't have that. And also like, uh, I think like sustainability in hotels involves so many different persons. So it's not only like the owner and the investor and the operator, but also the employees uh, on the day-to-day -day basis. And uh, and it's and, and in terms of the employees, sometimes it's also changing some habits. You know, like um, you see on the you see, for example, the in hotels, like if you don't want 
us to change your towels. Um, well, if you want us to change the towels, sorry, like put them in the in the bathtub. And then you go back to your and you go back to your room. You just hang your towels so you didn't put them to change, and you come back to your room and your <coughs> towels have been changed. Um, and that's some that's to do with the fact that for employees they think they won't do a good job if they don't change your towels because your room won't look as nice and clean if they don't. So there's so many like different factors and elements. And uh, but I would say like one thing that is maybe a bit underestimated is the role and of operators in that because they are actually the one who are in really like in the middle position um, to really ha like help and push for sustainability measures. And right now, um, yeah, like they are a bit slow <laughs> to, to, to act. And, um, but they really have to, they really are involved like throughout the process, like through constructions to operations and they're really the one who can um, who can change the game and really like push the the industry forward in terms of sustainability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well put, Celine. Yeah, we notice also uh, with, through my association with uh, studio post architects, we are seeing now developers who are keen on developing using developing a sustainable hotel, and it starts from that point of uh, looking at everything from beginning because they will realize eventually when the hotel has been open has been operated and also and they, and they may want to uh, sell off the property the value of that property if it has been designed constructed and taking all those sustainable measures uh, in consideration in fact the value of that hotel is is not going to go down so much it's going to be actually uh, a good asset to to sell off whenever they do that. So and also the the buyers for this property that has been around for a while, they will look at those how much they will have to reinvest into the the property for themselves. But also I think one thing that is uh, the the consumer the the customers who are using the hotels they will be uh, now because it uh, everything is transparent in the sense that you cannot hide behind a, a kind of a idea that you're saying oh we are we are green and then you just have uh, no plastic straws i mean there's more to it and and people are going to ask some very very hard questions and uh, they will vote with a wallet as i said that uh, if they don't truly believe that you are sustainable they they will uh, go to places that, that are sustainable and i think like the hotels who are sustainable have been a bit shy sometimes to show it and really like show what they're doing in a concrete way whereas now like like it's hard like when you go like on the internet to and you try to compare uh different hotels there's no information on like what kind like i don't know what brand of toiletries we're using what um are they using plastic floors or not are they like a, a, like all these like details you can't really find them until you go to property and you're like ah oh, like why are you using like plastic plastic glasses at the gym and and that's where you you find out all these things so it's um from a consumer consumer perspective um yeah it's it's a bit difficult sometimes to really like sort things out and really see like what the hotels are doing but i think as hotel sees that as actually like a 
uh, selling argument towards customers where we'll um, like promote those uh, promote those more. Yeah, yeah, very good. As uh, <clears throat> moving on to the next uh, point here in our discussion is as, as many of our listeners know, uh, I love hospitality. That's where I I spend my my working life. But I also like technology and. Mm -hmm. uh, the only way to keep up with the new demands of travelers, travelers is to keep up with the, the, the latest technology because the hotels notoriously are very, very known for not investing into, into technology, usually kind of looking for who's using it first and then they, they want to maybe consider it if they have to see it works. But now because of the, particularly during the pandemic, suddenly you start to see more of self-check-ins and digital concierges and keyless entries and and I'm just curious on your view, since you're coming from a, the luxury back, background in the hotels, on the automation in hotels, do you think this is the way of the future, meaning less human contact, or is it good or not? Or uh, how, how should you see it as, from your point of view, how should hotel handle that automation in compared to I the customer? I think that, yeah, I think that automation is... Uh, like right now, it's not like it's like EI. Yeah, it's like it's not like if it's good or not good. It's there, and it's gonna be more prominent whether you like it or not. So you just have to embrace it. Um, and um, I think that it, I think we need to be careful in general, and that's for hospitality industry. But I think it's in general too. Um, we need to be careful to implement technology um but in a way that serves also like um serves people but um that also like um reinforce and make the physical connection more meaningful so maybe there's no like a reception anymore maybe there's no like it's a virtual concierge but then when you have a human interaction um it's 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 more valuable and that will go like with re-evaluating re also the the jobs in the hospitality industry. It's, so it, it like I, I think that if we want technology to really be at at service, it really needs to go also with uh, with that like training for two staff, like make the staff more like knowledgeable or in a different way than the technology. So then when guests interact with the employees uh, they get value from this interaction not only by the fact that we are interacting with with someone uh, but also like from what the from the perspective of what they brings to the table compared to what the technology is bringing um, and I think like um, like I'm diverging a little bit into the wellness side but uh, i think we also need to make sure that technology doesn't um doesn't make us too reliable on certain things and less able to do things that maybe are a bit boring but good for our health um like con concrete example like the, the car is so convenient you go from one place to another and uh, it's great etc etc but at the same time, you don't move as you don't move anymore, and moving is a really big part of um, your health. So now you have to compensate by going to the gym to move. So, um, like, 
yeah, like so, so what I'm what I'm saying is that technology, like what is like we need to look at what is take technology taking out that was actually good, and how can we bring that back? So that's where that's where that's why I'm saying like okay, technology is gonna take out. Uh, the, the hassle of waiting in line to speak with the reception for checking, making checking more easy, et cetera, et cetera. So take, take out the negative side of, um, of checking, but it will take out also the positive side of checking, which is interactive with interacting with someone, maybe get some local advice or like on where can I go eat and, and why, and like, what's your opinion on this and that. And um, so how can we recreate that social interaction um, within the hotel in another way, like in, and in a meaningful way? Good. All right. Um, I have two more questions for you before we, we wrap up. One question that I'd like to ask all my guests, besides that, what we talked about, what are the trends you see happening in the hospitality that hoteliers should take note of? Sure. So um, actually, like this, bring bring me back, bring me to the the book and the second chapter we wrote on the book, which is about um, healthy being as the path to well being. That the, the title, and um, uh, and yeah, like this idea of health is really like coming to hospitality, and um, so yeah, like every hotel try to 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 talk about wellness and uh, yeah like we have a wellness offering and this and that but actually like really if you really want to go to go forward from that um the idea behind is really like health and longevity and how you can support as a hotel when your guest comes to stay how can you support your your guests well-being and by that it means your guests health so this is like this is a very big trend. It's I think it's a trend that is not always implemented in a very um, thoughtful way, or like it's sometimes it's just like oh yeah, let's do this and that, and um, just to tick the box. Um, but I think it's um, I, yeah, I, I think it, it's a trend that you see in uh, in the older hotels. And sometimes we don't really, yeah, like we do it just to do it because that's what guests want. Um, but I think it's something that will be even more like a, even more powerful. And and they will see also the impact of of that to their the business because if you if you think of the if you think of the hotel gym for example, there's a big. Um, there's a big potential for hotel gyms to attract locals. And now like hotels are realizing that, but to do that, um, you need to have a nice gym. If you have like a, a, like a bad gym in a basement with, uh, with machines that are so old that you're a little bit scared to lift anything, um, you won't, you won't attract, you won't attract anyone. And I think it's the same. Uh, it's the same also with, um, um, food, you know, like healthy food, that's also a good way to attract uh, locals. So wellness is not only for the hotel guests themselves, it's also good for the employees. Um, so they can, yeah, like take 
things home, um, not like take some tips home, but it's also good to create um, connections and to invite uh, the local community within the hotel. So it's again, it's, it's about how you how you implement it and what you do with it. But um, but yeah, like it's a it's a good uh, it's a good business generator too. Very good. Now, wellness and well-being are often used interchangeably. Uh, can you talk a little bit about uh, the differences and similarities? Because I hear it quite often, wellness and well-being. I would say wellness is more like the industry and well-being, it's more like related to the people. So like the wellness industry is catering for people well-being. Um, I think that, yeah, but these, these terms are often used um, interchangeably. But I think the more confusing thing is not really like the difference between those two words, but it's really on the the different types of experiences you can have within, within the, this like wellness or like well-being spectrum. Because it's so broad and uh, it can go from like going and having like a nice gym or like doing yoga all the way to like um you know like a clinic you have where it's medical and you have like really like um medical treatments and medical services so it's so broad that people can get lost and think that they will go like to a La Prairie clinic and have like a chill week and that's going to be fun and relax and chill. Whereas it's, whereas it's actually like a clinic. So you have a program and you have like a pretty invasive treatments too. Or like the other way around, like going to like, um, going to a, a resort, like a wellness resort and think that you're going to have, um, like really more like checks or like that it will be a little bit more hardcore for your in terms of health and uh, and then you go to the restaurant and you have burgers and alcohol and uh, all these cakes and everything so like that the cursory is um the the, the range is so wide that it's hard for the customers to figure out what actually they're getting what are the differences between the the different um type of models and a different type of approach, uh, which makes it yeah like very confusing. And unless you can really articulate um, properly and in a in a way that it's simple and understandable to customers, um, yeah, it's it, 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 it's gonna be it's it's gonna be a mess because no one really knows like what's going on where. Yeah, yeah. Very good, Salim. Well, thank you very much for all your insight today. And um, so lastly, if people are interested to find out more about we, I think, how can they do so? How can they find more information on what you're doing? So they can go on our website. Um, it's www.wei.think.com. Or like uh, we have a social media, like Instagram account at we.think. Um, there's my LinkedIn as well. So yeah, we can only reach out to me on, uh, on LinkedIn. Very good. I will put uh, the, the website 
in the show notes so people can find you directly after they have seen seen the show. So so finally, oh, thank you very much, very much again, yeah. Celine. I appreciate you joining today's episode and thanks for all the fantastic insight. And I look forward to doing another episode in the future, how we can connect again about uh, the, about this more, more very important part that we are part of in the hospitality. So thanks again. Thanks for joining us this week on the Social Hotelier Show. Make sure to visit our website, b8bhospitality.com, where you can subscribe to the show in iTunes or Spotify, so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we appreciate rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.